Hey guys, welcome to Who Watches the Watchers. This is a comic book book club kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, my name is Ian. And this is Kenny. And this week we're talking about Tom King and Gabriel Walters, uh The Vision. It came out in 2015. I'm going to give kind of like a brief synopsis. Yeah, go for it. came out in 2015. Um, this was right on the tails of... Uh, Hickman's Secret War. Mm-hmm. This is literally the all new, all different branch of the Marvel Universe. Um, and this, it's colored by Jordi Belier, mm-hmm. uh, or Bel Air. Um, it's, it's 12 issues. It's incredible. It's such a good, uh, collection. Um, issue seven, oh yeah, is by Michael Walsh, which, Boy, howdy. That's a great issue. Yeah, we'll definitely kind of talk about that one specifically. Yeah. I feel like this definitely is a blatant uh, post-Secret Wars book in the way that you can kind of feel Marvel's ability to kind of write a little bit more openly. Oh, yeah. You know, and the structure of writing and, you know, the way that this book is definitely, it's quite quite the read, you know. It definitely yeah. deserves the Eisner Award winner. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that I got. Um, and it's, just, it's, it's, it's quite, the, quite the book, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's something that I think would surprise the, the more casual Marvel reader or someone who doesn't read Marvel comics at all wouldn't yeah. probably expect this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what the, the subject matter of this book actually is once you get down to it. No, but know? yeah, it's so. it's definitely challenging the perceptions of what Marvel had been up until that point. Exactly. Um, I want to clear the air just a little bit yeah. before we get right into this meat of this book. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is our second, third attempt at doing this, <laughs> at this episode this issue. on Vision. Yeah, this episode. Oh, boy. So um, we're going to talk a little bit more freely and not exactly break down what this book is. I hope uh, if you guys are listening to this, Please read this book before before reading or watch listening to this. Jesus, yeah, okay. um, <laughs> but um, this is we're gonna get into some spoilers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're just gonna we're just oh, gonna and talk we're, about it. we'll also kind of um, what's uh, I guess compare it to Wandavision as well. Yeah, we're definitely gonna talk about Wandavision a lot, and I mean that's kind of why I thought this was such a great book to kind of come back to right now and read for our podcast. Yes, yeah. you know, in in the you know hindsight of. WandaVision, you know, mm-hmm. it's just amazing to have the parallels and comparisons you get between well, this book. Yeah, let's you know? talk about it. Like, so. okay, so both stories is literally about building your own family. Yeah. Out of nothing, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I mean, literally out of nothing. Out, out of, of yourself. I- <laughs> out of the idea of your previous love on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, Virginia, the, the you know, Vision's wife in this story is, you know, pulled from uh, the brainwaves of, of uh, Wanda, who Wanda gave, Maximoff. Who actually, I mean, gave Vision those yeah. as a gift. She was, she was basically like, here, go make me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> go, I, have, I have Wonder Man now. Yeah. Which, that must have been during uh, Uncanny Avengers. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was probably during Rick Remender's Uncanny Avengers. That's what's so crazy about that seventh issue is that it just jumps around so much. And mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of takes a lot of Marvel knowledge to really understand exactly yeah. when those events are happening, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it just goes through so many events between Scarlet Witch and uh, the Vision. So that's, I mean, it's like a fun little Easter egg yeah. kind of issue just for any true Marvel fan to be able to kind of pick through and be like, oh, like, this is this, yeah. you know what I mean? So that was definitely a neat one. But, um, I think it's really crazy as far as the show's comparison is that I feel like they chose to like take this comic and like flip a lot of the ideas. For, they're like, okay, instead of making these the vision stories, we're just going to do it with Scarlet Witch, you know, what yeah. I mean? and her kids, and but the same a lot of the same 
ideas, you know, or yeah. like tracked storylines, which is a very interesting choice to make that they, you know, I, I guess it makes sense exactly. Paul Petney probably didn't want the, the to really carry that torch that heavily, yeah, true. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, and also technically he's uh, not alive. Right? Yeah, that's true. Um, but um, I, when, uh, what's his face? Kevin Feige from the MCU, when he was talking about doing WandaVision, mm-hmm. he said when he was writing a lot of the outlines and, and a lot of the ideas out, this book, Tom King's vision was on his desk. You know what I mean? Like he, this was a very much the influence of what we got in the show, which makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But WandaVision also covers a lot of hi- Wanda's history as well. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it translates years of, of, um, you know, her existence in the comic books into an easier digestible, you know, nine, episode um, and is that is that a can is that the canon story i mean i know obviously what they're i mean like she doesn't she doesn't build her own reality in that sense Mm -hmm. Uh, like we obviously get house of m and stuff like Mm -hmm. that that was actually manipulation by pietro do you remember that Mm -hmm. yeah and so um i don't know it's just it's it's i think it's much easier the mcu direction rather than you know 40 years of of um you know, her existence to House of M, to, yeah. you know, No More Mutants, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? And it makes, yeah, it makes a lot more sense to the MCU and it, it makes it more, I guess, approachable to like people as a as a whole, yeah. right? <laughs> so. Um, another change that they made in, in this book, previous to how um, Tom King wanted it to mm-hmm. go, was that the Victor Mancha part, yeah. um, it was supposed to be Jim Hammond. Which is, I think that's his name, which is the original Human Torch. Oh, okay. Apparently, I don't even know this that well, but um, he, the the original Human Torch is an android, and he is, his history is, like, deeply connected with visions in some sort of way. Like, so like connected to Ultron somehow? No, I think even... Immortus, which oh, is okay. really weird. But it's, They just have some weird back history exactly, together from, like, yeah. the, the way back when. Um, I think Victor Mancha fits this role far better than absolutely, than and, and the even Human his, Torch his like age appropriateness kind of yeah. makes the conflicts that he runs into, where he's like very unsure of what to do, and it, yeah. and it would even make sense with why he goes way too far with Vin because he's maybe he's truly not even in control of his powers yet. Yeah. Despite, he's still a kid, you know what I mean? Who's just been working hard with the Runaways to like stop his future but you yeah. know it's still like something he's like growing towards i think you know it's like something to consider that it it's in a time period where he's still not totally in control of himself you know what i mean yeah so. how do you feel about vin's i guess demise because viv obviously goes on to be a, a champion and and she's she still exists in the comics to this yeah day. i mean i i mean it's not it's not in like a vainful way but i mean this comic book was definitely like we can we need female vision how are we going to get think that so. and, you... and in a way i mean it's definitely a setup origin story for viv at the end yeah. of the day i mean if you t- if you deconstruct it completely this is viv's origin story yeah. she didn't exist before the beginning of this comic and the, at the end of it she's the one vision besides vision yeah who's left standing you know what i mean so it's and sparky and, well, and sparky <laughs> yeah, I mean, and sparky um and so i think in a big way it's really just her origin story you know yeah. and the story of like why she feels like she needs to be a hero and it's for her brother and for her mother you know what yeah. i mean and the things that she experienced in that first 
semester of her life, we'll call it, you know? like You know, she obviously knows the truth at the end of the story, which is that Virginia basically takes the bullet for all of, you know, Vision's, you know, fuck-ups throughout, well, and hers too. But, you know, Viv goes on to be a, you know, quote-unquote superhero. Mm-hmm. And she's probably just as, you know, incriminating as, as Vision might be. Is she West Coast Avengers? Is that what no, she, no, she's, she's champions. Champions. That's yeah. Right. So that's like the Miss Marvel led yeah, yeah. It's like Miles the, Morales, Sam Alexander, Nova. Yeah. Do I I mean I haven't read much of Champions. Does she show resentment for her They don't talk about it? They that just much. don't even talk about it. It's just I've only that's... read Mark Wade's run on Champions, which oh, okay. is the first like I don't know, 20 something issues. And she just doesn't seem to even have like daddy issues, basically. Because it's is, something to be towards, interested about. Towards yeah. the end of it, she who is it? It's the high evolutionary that makes like a a biological body for her. Oh, and so for like a couple of issues, there were two of her, and, it and one was, of them was like a real one a of real was, girl, was, <laughs> exactly Pinocchio like shit. the Pinocchio story. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that was fucking weird. I can't even tell you exactly how that resolves. I don't remember that well. Yeah, no, I mean that is just like a strange thing. Um, but that's something that Mark Wade does a lot of the time. He'll he'll purposely write himself into a corner just to see if he can make his way out. He doesn't like storyboard any of that shit. He's just like, mm, let's see if I can write myself into a deep ass fucking corner and then figure out my best way to get out of here. He's like, I got it. Organic clone. That's it. <laughs> um, oh, I like the chandelier above us. Yeah, I know. No, no. How long has that been there? My entire life. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I think it came with the house. We didn't even hang it, you know, like yeah. it was just already there. It was something that kind of made my mom be like, I like this house. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice chandelier. Yeah. Well, by the way, we are recording this in the comfort of my home. Yeah. Which uh, we might do on and off. It might be at my place, your place every yeah. now and again. We are the traveling podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing, let me think. So Vin obviously has that, that, um, you know, deep love for justice. Mm-hmm. And, and that's obviously birthed from, you know, seeing his mom. Do you think Tom King really liked Shakespeare? And that's why he felt like he wanted one of the characters wow. to be like super into Shakespeare. I don't know. Or like, that's like where he maybe found his sense of justice, you know, that's like a- in early reading for himself. And so that's like something he could draw, like, yeah, kind of like, you know, or like what he thinks like a robot would find is like true justice, true. Is like the, the artisticness of like Shakespearean writing. Yeah, you know? no, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the deep love for Shakespeare, it it comes off a little bit as if, like, not only is this a new person to analyzing literature, mm-hmm. but it's, like, a new person analyzing humanity. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that comes off, I think that that's just a good theme that, that Tom King was able to pull out of the, this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think Vin is such a great character. I think him and Viv bouncing off of each other throughout the the story is I love their relationship mm-hmm. so much. I think I mean mostly because they're they're the most human like characters in the whole book. Absolutely. Honestly, cuz Vision is very much how Vision is typically written. And Virginia is all kinds of fucked Unhinged. up. Yeah. yeah, the entire thing. Just fully fucked up throughout the whole story. Yeah, so basically, I mean, Viv and Vin's conversations are essentially them 
almost like jokingly like arguing over what they think humanity is or mm-hmm. like the point of humanity yeah. is. So, I mean, yeah, it's a very human book, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, considering I, it's about a bunch of androids, I, synthesoids. I love them. I think that they're such great characters. I wish we could have some sort of continuation of their story. I know that we get Viv, obviously, but yeah, I, I just, I think... No, that's Vin, why I'm surprised that like... I guess, I mean, Mark Wade or, you know, mm-hmm. in Champions, they choose to not hack, hack, at least have her like, because uh, it's such an interesting subject matter to kind of yeah. think about as like her ex-relationship with her brother, how she may feel controversial with her father over what's gone yeah. on with her parents. So, yeah, no, I, I'm I, sure I, it's something that will be explored in maybe her own book at some could, point. It could you know? be uh, talked about in the previous or the most recent uh, Champions run. Which Does she just go by Vision? No, she goes by Viv. She's Viv. Well, Viv Vision. Vision is like their last name. Okay. I think for a long time this book was meant to be called The Visions. Yeah, like see, plural. that's why I'm surprised it's not, you know? Yeah. I um, think they, I think that, I don't she know. She should call herself Vivision. Vivision? <laughs> um, Just saying. Uh, this book was going to have more. If if Tom King didn't get offered uh, Batman. Mm-hmm after issue six came out of this book, there was going to be a whole nother arc planned after these 12 issues. And that's crazy. Cause it's like, what could it have possibly even been about? Would, would it have just been, I guess, would this have been the end of issue 24 basically instead oh, of 12? Yeah. And it would just been a lot more, I guess, a lot of filler, more, like a, yeah. you know, a filler arc of maybe there might've been more Agatha and Wanda. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably issue seven could have probably been several issues. Mm-hmm. It's such a good issue on its own, though. Absolutely, I think that that issue stands further than this book does. Because if you were to say, "Hey, do you want to learn about the vision?" This is a decent book. Well, this is a, probably the best book to hand over to somebody, other than like his first appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to condense and understand vision and wanda's relationship to literally what how many and not even 15 pages you know? yeah <laughs> if you want like the most condensed beautiful beautifully structured like piece of that i think issue seven stands above so much you know what i mean no i definitely agree with you i think it's a standalone issue which is something you don't even find a lot in comics something yeah. you just read all by itself and it would just explain you know, so much, or like I said, be like a huge Easter egg find for yeah. anybody who's like a little more tenured in the comic book world, you know, because it's just like jumps around, but you get to see essentially, I mean, the highlights of their relationship through the years and what kind of makes it yeah. matter up until this comic book, you know what I mean? How do you feel about the idea of Wanda denying um, Wonder Man's infatuation with her for so long? Until finally Vision's gone and been rebuilt several times over without his previous memories. And now, well, not now, but, you know, in 2012 or whenever Uncanny Avengers came out, she's suddenly willing to take on Wonder Man as a, you know, a lover. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that aspect? Is it is it that she misses Vision? Is it that they are so similar? Because... You, He's like the unerasable version of Vision, you know? She's like, well, goddamn it, I'm tired of my boyfriend getting deleted every time. <laughs> yeah. You know, where things are getting good, so I'm just going to go with the guy that they can all, you know, they can yeah. delete. I wonder when they got married. I have no idea when Wanda and Vision got married, because we see the the Everbloom, mm-hmm. the Wondagore Everbloom. That's a wedding present from Agatha. 
I have no idea where it, do you think it was an illusion? Do you think it was like the children at first? Yeah. And and Tommy? Maybe. Like it it was any of it even real? Did they ever even actually get married? It could have just been in an alternate universe, you know? Yeah. Much like WandaVision, Agatha obviously, you know, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like uh, pushed her to continue to build this false reality. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, egged her on, I yeah. guess is a good term. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She egged her on for sure. Um, but, I would say antagonized, but that's also not really. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's crazy. I like, I like Agatha and Wanda's relationship. I think that they're kind of toxic for each other. And I don't know. No, that's not true. I wish Agatha would have been actually a little bit more like she is in the comic books, which is more like witchy godmother mm-hmm. versus what she was in the, in show, the show, which, which was a little more like true antagonist. Hocus pocus, like he yeah. you know, like almost like classic witchy kind of nonsense, which was a little like quirky, but I mean, I get it. But at the same time, I, I thought it would have been cooler if she could have been like, in, I mean, they could have kept it Catherine Hahn and she just aged up a little bit to be like an oh. older woman who was just actually like a truly experienced witch with more like I guess adult motives. You yeah. don't know why she wanted to do it versus just like give me your power. I want your power, you freaking Scarlet Witch. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she obviously needs what is it? Other magical powers to stay alive. Is that the idea between for Agatha? You and think the, that's what it was? It was keeping her immortal and young. I think so. versus not just like a hungry power grab. I figured she was just keeping herself immortal through having that ability, and it's more of just like her wanting more. Yeah. Power. Like she's like a magic dragon, you know. She's just like give me your, you know, like yeah. your power. I want all the power, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think obviously maybe somewhere in between, even you know, obviously. Yeah, I think Agatha will definitely come back. Um, I think it's only a matter of time. What, what happened to her at the end? Oh, she got, I was like, wait, what she happened to her at the end? Just, she just got turned back into her, which may, yeah. Then so obviously that's really just probably a small lock on, you know, yeah, like in a big evil. It, they did that with uh vision too. It's like, oh, there he goes away now. Yeah. Vision is still in the MCU. We'll pluck him when we need him. Yeah. And he'll come back. And it'd be completely himself again because he'll have figured <laughs> I don't it think out. So you don't think so? No, I think. I think he's different. I think he's going to I think the soul stone and Wanda's love is what kept him human. And I think now that he's robot first and foremost with just the memories of the, what the soul stone was able to capture, I think he's going to be far too analytical. I think he's going to be a lot like how he was in the comic books. So you don't like, think he's going to be a force to stop Wanda? Because that's what I kind of, in a positive way, oh, is what I really assumed is how, if Paul maybe. Bettany and the Vision is going to continue being in the MCU, that's where I figured he'd be relevant, is they're going to be like, we got to find the Vision, he's got to stop his wife, he's, she's going for, maybe she's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good question. I think how I took it is that Vision, all the sweet, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, caring parts of Vision are gone now. And it's literally just analytical, like, sensible. Like, you know, when somebody has like an anxiety attack and you're just like, oh, just think about it logically. Everything's okay. No one really feels this way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's not how you an analytical person or you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no, it's, he's basically not going to take like think with emotion anymore. He's right. just going to think logically, you know, he's like yeah. not, he's not the human vision we got because of the soul stone is such a yeah. good argument. The soul stone is what gave him that 
his emotions, his yeah. that true that true humanity the vision showed beforehand. Yeah, so. so I I don't know what to expect. I I'm frankly frustrated that they did it at all. Uh, what white vision? Well, yeah, because like I don't know. Does Paul Bettany still want to do this shit? That's true. Like they, I hope they understand. I hope they've planned out what they're going to do with the rest of Vision's arc in the MCU because. To me, this was the perfect opportunity to just write him off. That's he's gone now. But you no doubt, I mean? we're gonna. You believe that uh, we're obviously gonna see Billy and Tommy oh, yeah. again. And I think, I think what she's trying to do with the Darkhold now is find their souls because mm-hmm. she must have plucked those souls from actual existence. I don't think she somewhere. Can, yeah, I don't think she can just manifest a soul. Um, and just like in the comic books. And so she's probably going to find them in an alternate reality where they are the Kaplans and they are children to two other people who have nothing to do with Wanda or the Maximoffs or anything. And she'll be like, oh, you are my boys. And they'll be like, what the fuck? How do we, why do we remember this? How can we remember you as our mom? But we obviously have, you know, our Kaplan parents at yeah. home, you know? So I don't know. I think that that's probably where. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness this is going to come really into play. Yeah. Did you watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? I did. Did you like it? Yes, I did okay. like it. I thought the first. Oh well, yeah. Scene At the was... time of this recording, this is literally just the first episode has come out. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, but I just want to talk about that a little bit since yeah. it's obviously going to be the next important step for the yeah. MCU and as far as that goes. Um, it's just that, uh, I felt like the first little bit was a little actiony. Uh-huh. I, mean, I was like, I think I, it was like a little over the top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I really thought that the winter soldier parts were the part that Those fascinated the me. Yeah. The most compelling parts for me. And it's not to put down the Falcon parts. It's just, I feel like they're, he's tracking more with his comic book, which right as, cause that was actually a comic book I read is right as Falcon became Captain America. Uh-huh. And at first I couldn't who if you could It was Rick Remender. It's a Rick Remender run. Yeah. yeah him. Just just a Remender heavy episode. <laughs> and so I feel like that's definitely where they're pulling the inspiration as far as the the subject matter they're going with the Falcon, which is just like the him being controversial on whether he even deserves the shield. Oh, okay. And no, yeah, that was public. that was Nick Spencer. That was right after Remender's run. Okay. You and that was right about. after Secret Wars, even on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And so yeah. when he it's when he truly picks up the mantle and becomes Captain America for the world and um well, because okay. there's technically two of those is the issue. There's uh, one right before Secret Wars, and so he was Captain America, <laughs> and you. we saw Old Man Cap and yeah. what was it? Uh, oh, Superior Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Remember they were fighting on the Earth right when the incursion was That's happening? That's like one of my favorite parts of Secret yeah. Wars. <laughs> because he's like, yeah, I want you to say you lied. And yeah. I was like, that's their whole relationship right yeah. there. It's just Captain America. And so they technically die right then and there. But Sam, he was Cap. And then after Secret Wars, he's still Cap. And oh. we have old man Cap still. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, anyway, you understand what I'm yeah. talking about. But it's it's that issue of yeah, him being unsure if he even deserves the shield and the world basically telling him that he doesn't deserve the shield, yeah. that he should give it up to someone more worthy, worthy. you yeah. know. And so that's definitely where I feel they're they're tracking, you know, for that storyline. I mean, I, I love that story. I think it's I, accurate. I mean, it yeah. is a true accurate story. I just, I was less compelled because it's something that I had seen before. Oh, true. But the Winter Soldier going around, hanging out with his victim's old dads yeah. was something that crushed me. Oh, really? And I loved it. I mean, I honestly, like, 
the, well, the first part, you know, they show him hanging out with the old man. You're like, is he unintentionally, coincidentally <laughs> hanging out with this old man? Or is he I, doing this on purpose? And I then, watched it with Ashley's family. And they were like, oh, is that someone he knows from World War II? And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure there's something deeper to this. Yeah. And so I just thought all of that was very, very good. And I, I'm excited to kind of see where they go and where they match him up. Because what I thought was going to happen was that falcon was going to fail that first mission that they were going to he was going to get his ass kicked and they were going to get away and they were going to be like oh well you're not strong enough to beat people up all the time yeah so you need someone who's tougher than you and that's why their team up would happen so i'm a little intrigued on why these two are going to feel the need to team up and if it's going to be that's against this pseudo captain america we now get but i think it's going to be russell's son's name uh, oh no dave Uh, russell it's just, uh, um, just the Russell boy, boy Russell, boy Russell. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're gonna have Zemo is the reason why they're gonna come together, and I think that the whole Shield thing is gonna be Wyatt Russell. That makes so Wyatt, much sense. Yeah, I think the whole Shield thing is gonna be like who should hold the Shield is gonna be like a a separate part. Um, I want to show you this meme I saw. It, so hold on, just one second. What did you think of Wyatt America? Uh, I thought Captain it was. Russell. I thought it was pretty fucked up. I thought it was pretty crushing to see him like that. Damn it! I can't find the meme. But do you remember? Have you seen New Girl? Most of it. I okay. have to say yes. Okay, there's that uh, older Asian man that Nick always hangs out yeah, with that never talks, and it was it was just the picture of those two together, and it was like first episode of. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> that's actually really good. Because that's so accurate. <laughs> um, anyway. I love that relationship in that show. Oh, like, dude, me I, too. I am whatever about that show, but that's that's a part of that show that is. I've, I've grown to like that show a lot more. There's a lot I like about that show. It uh-huh. just doesn't check all the boxes, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't land 100%. And it is great. And, you know, like, Schmidt is amazing. I mean, there's just a lot that I do love about that show. It's yeah. just not something I could casually put on and watch anytime. Um, let's take a small break and then yeah. we'll come right back up. You got it. We're not even talking about visions. So. get back into this mess um what were we talking about vision we were talking about vision <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh let me see what what can we talk about so i mean it, fuck i don't know why like, would you recommend this to you, to people you know what i mean oh like, okay yeah like, i mean that's a great point to kind of talk to our you know to us and to our audience they're like yeah. what, what do you think this is so great about this book that you know makes it worth reading honestly i think it's a great story regardless of the universe it takes place in. I think the first half is, I th- um, I feel like it's better than the second half. I feel like the second that it becomes like a sting operation with Victor Mancha and the Avengers, as much as I love that dynamic and those characters and Victor's relationship with Vision, as much as I love all of that, 
I feel like it immediately reminds you, oh, hey, remember, this is Marvel book. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like WandaVision, where like the yeah. first half of it was like, this is something Marvel you never expect from Marvel. And then uh-huh. the whole second half was like, oh, but no, this is definitely Marvel. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. And so that's, 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 I mean, that's. I like the first half a lot more. Um, Do you feel like it kind of then it's basically like right up into Vin finding Victor Mancha working for the Avengers? That's like the drop point because like, I think that, that, that even keeps all the part where he's hanging out with the family kind of pure yeah. too. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because I, I love when he first comes to town and they go to the restaurant and they're they're just pretending to be humans. You I know really I mean? like all those little moments he has with all the family members where he's yeah. just kind of hanging out with them. You know what I, I mean? I don't like the one where he's with Virginia because he's just, no, maybe it's not Virginia. Maybe it's Viv. There's, Viv is where she's at the grave. Yeah. She's at CK's grave and he's just kind of like waiting there. And she's like, he, you shouldn't have seen that. Like she, yeah. he shouldn't have caught her being there. You know? Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was, she shouldn't have gone down into the grave. She literally sinks down oh, into the grave guess, and looks at CK. <laughs> I guess that's so true. We didn't talk about CK at all. So CK is her, I guess, love yeah. interest, but he, uh, I don't know. He's he's. I like CK. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for CK because there's the part where Vin chokes him out, talking about the how he or who, because they there's a dialogue where it's Viv. I think says that oh, humans and I us are not so far apart. They have a power off. Button, yeah, exactly. Basically. No, yeah. Vin's saying that they are very different from each other. Yeah. And they have nothing in common. And Viv's like, no, we're pretty much the same thing. We both have this power off button yeah. right in the end of the. You just v- hold it down for yeah. long enough. System reboot. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> or no, system shutdown. But I like CK because he almost shows like the fact that people can be like both shitty and awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, at the same I don't time. think he was shitty. I think he was. I don't think. Oh yeah, I guess shitty's the wrong word. More like uh, naive. Naive, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. Like good people cannot always come off the way they mean yeah. to, or you know, like I mean, it's just in in a very human world, you know, an emotional world. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, he dies because Virginia phases as her his dad. This is. This you got to read this book. Yeah, this is basically for anyone who has read this book. So yeah. please read the book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, his death is pretty fucked up. It's tragic. It's literally like it's a sixteen-year-old with a bullet in his head, and we're seeing it full panel, Marvel Comics. I mean, you know that's why. I mean? Yeah, just to kind of note on why I really think this is such a good read for anybody who's either both you know a casual. I mean, any from the most you know extreme Marvel reader who I'm sure would have already picked up this book yeah. down to someone who doesn't even read comic books. This is something you could pick up and read because it's just so interesting and it dwells on so much heavy subject matter that people just eat like fucking hotcakes these days. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's got racism with the way that the yeah. synthesoids are treated. You have, you know, domestic abuse and yeah. violence. I mean, you have so much going on in this, you know, I mean, school violence, you know, yeah. there's just uh, the countless things this, this, uh, touches on that, um, I think it's just insane for a Marvel comic to have achieved, you know, and done so gracefully in 12 yeah. issues and, to do about a bunch of robots, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's something really impressive to have, I think, to have made. I'm very impressed by Tom King as a writer for yeah. just kind of like dipping his toes into vision for a minute and leaving what I think will be one of the most iconic vision books ever. You know? I think it. I think this is the quintessential vision book. I don't think there will be another book that rivals what this book has done for this character. Um, and I think that that's crazy because I mean. 
that's something that Marvel fails to do often is have a an evergreen book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you look at DC and they have things like Kingdom Come and The Dark Knight Rises or Returns, sorry. Uh, you know, just all these books that is it Dark Knight Returns? It is. It has mm-hmm. to be. Uh, you know, Frank Miller's shit. Um, they have all of these books that are just it's like, titles you can just pluck from the air and know yeah. that they're great. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, the killing joke. There's countless books. And Marvel fails to do that because everything is always so steeped in the full mythology, the full timeline. And I don't know. I how do you feel about that? Like do you wish that there were more books that you could just say like, "Oh, if you want to know more about this character, this book literally has everything you need to do and it everything you need to know and it's only, you know, 6 to 12 issues." Yeah. I think the issue with Marvel is that the best books that are like that aren't true tellings of the character. It's like Old Man Logan. You know, that's yeah. a great thing you can pluck, but it's not a good story of Wolverine or yeah. representation of Wolverine. It's just a great standalone story. Yeah. That, and I feel like, yeah, pre-Secret Wars, that's where Marvel kind of was able to get, like, their better individual stories was just by being like, oh, well, it's just this thing that could happen. never actually happen yeah. in our universe, but it's a fun it little thing that could that. happen. Yeah. And that's, like, their best stuff, you know what I mean? So there is a handful of, like arcs i can think of but you know exactly it's yeah. not just like a single story origin story i guess is even a good way or like not even an not origin, even origin but, but like, just yeah. like you see the character react i guess oh daredevil born focus again. story i guess is what i'm kind of even getting at yeah so it's like yeah. focused on a single character you know what i mean because some mm-hmm. of the best stories are focused on a bunch of characters you know like um I always want to call it uh, Uncanny X-Force. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's such a great story, but it's a story of... And that's also countless. That's like 40, no, 30-something issues. You know what I mean? That's still a good read, though. It's not too long. No, it's a great book. I agree. But, I mean, when you want to get someone into a comic or into comics at all, you want to give them something that's a little bit more condensed, a Something they can read in the night. Yeah. (laughs) And, no, I I think this book, Vision, is that that for Marvel right now. And um, especially someone who just got off the tales of watching WandaVision. Mm-hmm. This Absolutely. would be perfect to hand over to somebody. Because it really does read like a Netflix series or something, like, yeah. a, like a streamable series, you know. Yeah. So. Um, when I first read this book, it was issue to issue. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine. No, yeah, I mean, it was it was month to month. And it's a trillion times better reading it in one sitting. In one run. Yeah, one proves go. that uh, uh, binging is is the true way of to entertain. I mean, I, I completely understand why so many comic book readers trade wait. You know what I mean? Wait until the trade comes out, then I'll read that chunk. Wait until the next trade comes out, read that chunk. Um, I mean, yeah, but it's 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 a great book. Um, I want to talk about the Wonder Gore Everbloom. Yeah. And it's uh, and Sparky's existence mm-hmm. in both the book and in WandaVision. Oh yeah, because we we see how the it you're able to tell the future if you eat the leaf mm-hmm. once the, after the bloom, the flower, right? Once after uh, what was it? Hunger, and the one after murder, murder. So you have to. So what we see is Agatha feed it to her familiar and yeah. then turn around and just murder her familiar yeah. and then eat it from its – then cut open stomach. And yeah. so that's the hunger to to murder. And then we see Virginia do the same thing with uh, robotic Sparky. And so it leaves the implication of like did she see the future or did she just 
believe what the future could be. You know yeah, what I mean? And exactly. that, I love that kind of open-ended question. But we obviously see, what was the plant that Sparky ate in WandaVision that quote-unquote killed him? Yeah, I forget. It's a, it, was a, it was leaves, it's, but it was for a... Is it a poinsettia? It's not a poinsettia, No, right? it's something with an A. It was something that I didn't realize if an animal ate. Ate would kill them. Same yeah. here. Oh, man. Are you Googling what does Sparky yeah, eat? Yeah, Sparky ate what and died. <laughs> uh, azalea leaves. Azalea. Okay, yeah, yeah so I didn't azalea. know that, that that would kill an animal. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. Um, but are we led to believe that that is a reference to this book or that that will somehow have more implications in the future? Because, I mean, that would be so cool if, like, they, I mean, that's such an easy way they could bring the Wonder Bloom in is with, like, Agatha yeah. as a character and stuff. So it's such a weird parallel I wouldn't even put together is that, you know, obviously, like, the eating of the leaves and killing the dog is something that is, like, such a such a strange, compar- strange comparison between the two. So, I don't uh, know, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's something to think about. And Speaking of strange comparison, um, how much of this Doctor Strange sequel is supposed to be a sequel to this show? That, I'm, I'm... I'm excited for the next Doctor Strange movie because I feel like kind of like this show. It's Marvel as an as the MCU deciding like let's just go crazy. Let's just do let's just do something yeah. a little more aggressive than we've done before, you know. And it's like a weird competition with DC. You know, I feel like yeah. to like you know it's like not that they need to compete, you know, but yeah. um, to like have these more ambitious stories, you know what I mean, that aren't just so cookie cutter to what everything ha- that before has been, you know, because yeah. I feel like at this point and definitely post Endgame, people are kind of sick of comic book movies, just just a little bit, or at least uh, Marvel's I think, design yeah, I think of comic that that book movies. Definitely you know? exists for sure. Um, <laughs> Twenty eight movies was exhausting, you know. It was a it's still it was a big run, you know what I mean, and boy howdy, it's still exhausting. Like mm-hmm. thinking about, I think this show structure for Disney plus is great for them because it allows them to create content in a much different manner than they could before. Like imagine if the Falcon and Warner soldier had to be a two and a half hour movie and how, uh, how, like what story could they have told in that time? Yeah. You know, so we the would, fact definitely that, wouldn't have gotten, uh, the fucking Sam's parents, you know, shrimp boat. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, I mean, exactly. We're going to get blessings and curses from having more storytelling time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just, oh man, thinking about, because, okay, Ashley's parents Mm -hmm. were interested in watching WandaVision Mm -hmm. and are now interested in watching Falcon Falcon and Winter Winter Soldier. Soldier. And thinking about like, oh, well, you have to watch at least four other movies to fully understand what's happening in this show is already exhausting for me, who has watched those four movies plus. You know what I mean? And so... Someone who loves comic books as much as I do and loves Marvel as much as I do, I'm personally getting sick and tired of the MCU. I will watch every single one of them. But it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's like going to work a little bit. It's like going to work a little bit. Yeah, no, (laughs) completely. Um, Let's talk about... Like, what's the new new Spider-Man title? No, Far From Home was the last one. Stay from home, or is no, no, no. It's uh, no way home. No way home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which isn't a bad name. Do we have an idea what the the synopsis of that movie is going to be at all? Who the villain of that movie is going to be? Or I mean, anything all we going? know is Alfred Molina's back as Doctor Octopus. That is confirmed. 
Jamie Foxx is back as Electro confirmed. And this is pre-Doctor Strange, isn't it? No, this is post. This is post-Doctor well, Strange. No, yeah, this is pre. That's what I'm saying. This, this, all, is, pre. this is all supposed to be pre So D2. does that mean that Wanda is in this fucking movie too? Because if Wanda is using the Darkhold to break the multiverse, do we see that happen in this movie? In Spider-Man? Dude... <laughs> like there was always a part of me that was like oh i can't wait until all of these characters clash and are on screen at one time and now i'm like why can't they go back to their own fucking movies <laughs> <laughs> it's just well that's just crazy because it basically means you have to have watched wandavision yeah. to understand what's going on in the spider-man 3 movie which is which just is... kind of a little bit of a trip you know what i mean oh boy it hurts my head a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I understand it. That's not my my dilemma. I guess it's just like, I wish there was an easier way to tell confined stories. Mm-hmm. I guess it goes back to this whole idea of like, we don't have standalone stories for Marvel. And the movies are starting to very much lean into that. Yeah. As to where you could point at Thor 2 and say, oh, that's a movie with just Thor in it. You know, I mean, of course, it has Loki and the Warriors. Well, 3 I mean, it's the Thor Sith. cast, obviously. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, but it's like it's his movie. You yeah. don't see Iron Man for a second. You don't even have you don't have a Happy Hogan pop up. And be like, <laughs> oh, hey, you know, I'm the Iron Man representation in this film. You know, like it's or a like Thor movie. Coulson you know? or yeah. some shit. You know, Coulson was in the first one, I know, and Wilson so was Hawkeye. God damn it! It's because of Shield. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, Hawkeye is in the first one. <laughs> yeah, that was technically was Hawkeye's like, first appearance. Um. I don't know. It's just I wish, I wish these movies had more respect for the individuality that they could have existing on their own. Because there's already all kinds of this gigantic hypothesis train of like, oh, what is Falcon and the Winter Soldier going to um, give us for the universe? And people are thinking like, oh, it might be Inhumans, it might be mutants. We might see either of those in this show. And I'm like, can we fucking stop for a second? Yeah. Just can it just be contained to their own little story? Can it just be a fucking like spy espionage type shit? I don't know. It's I just, would love for this whole show to just be like a red herring kind of like that. And it just to be a very contained story that doesn't give us fucking anything you know i like, love that yeah it's just like this, this no this was this was just a story it was just a story of these two assholes becoming friends you know what <laughs> i mean like oh boy i am i am very excited for the future of that show um let's rate tom king's vision let's give it i'm gonna speak for both of us when i say this a plus yeah absolutely i mean this is a, this is an a plus read yeah this this stands up there with I mean, not even just any Marvel comic that's a good standalone read, but any comic that's yeah, just no, a good read. I know? agree completely. I think so. um, if you have a very good understanding of the Marvel Universe, you'll definitely be able to dive into this. Um, if you have a loose understanding of the Marvel Universe, I'll give it an A-. minus Because if, they, if, if King had found a way to not have to include the whole cast of Avengers and, like... Uh, the Ultimates were in there. Some Inhumans were in there. If they, if we didn't have to see all of these characters and it was more confined, I think that this book would be stellar and it would be A plus 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 plus. Um, uh, let's rate WandaVision. I would give that an A. An A. 
Yeah. Be plus day. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you do you have any issues with WandaVision other than I guess the first two episodes being Honestly, I loved the first two episodes. I, I love the first two episodes. I think my only issues with WandaVision is that they threw too many red herrings at us. You yeah. know what I mean? And just tried and then punished the internet for having to figure out what all these you know hits nonsensical mean. little things oh, were. Um, and I get it. It was supposed to be kind of like a quirky, yeah. witchy kind of show, you know, where things weren't as quite as they seemed. You know, yeah. I feel like that's why it was kind of funny that they did a magic act as their oh, I love performance. Yeah, I love the scene, but I feel like it was very representative of what was going on which yeah. was illusion that things yep. we were seeing weren't what they were meant to be so it was very you know like is the obvious choice for them to do for the show you know yeah the, a magic act for their thing um, um i think yeah. my issue which i had talked to our friends rocky and sergio mm-hmm. and nathan i talked to them about this um my issue was monica rambo's powers yeah um which you've expressed with me too yeah, yeah i wish there was a more interesting way that she got her powers rather than just, Oh no, she just went through the barrier a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and my big argument for a few days was, Oh, well if the kids go away, if vision goes away, shouldn't her powers go away? And I think it was Nathan who said the, those, those, those characters, the, the children and vision uh-huh. were constructs and those were continuous thought processes that Wanda had versus Monica Rambeau's powers being born out of um, like lingering effects of the magic. And so if that's the explanation, I can live with it. I mean, because it is also true that before that moment, that final moment she pushed herself through, Wanda increased the density of the barrier like extremely so much that she couldn't even drive. They couldn't even be driven through anymore. But then she did kind of like dig her way through it like the dirt. So you could say that thick cloud of chaos magic just basically rewrote her DNA to be. And I think that's what the kind of like, you know, all the different versions of her reaching out and then pulling back together. I wish it was her in the car going through because if, the car had exploded in the thickness of it. She would have just absorbed the light and she would have literally had the light power Mm -hmm. as, as a response. That's, I would rewrite. Oh, I would also rewrite fucking Hayward, which is unexplainable. Well, yeah. Um, and then there was one other, just, I want white vision. (laughs) Give me white vision. (laughs) Um, there was one other issue I had, but I, I can't, I can't come up with it right now. I'm sure I'll bring it up on the next episode. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find it. Um, do you have any ending remarks about the show, about the book, about Tom King, about Gabriel Walta's art, Michael Walsh's art? I will say wholeheartedly that I would not have given a fuck about Vision if it wasn't for this book. Wow. <laughs> he's, oh. he's a character that... That was very non... He's very, I mean, I'm, I said already, he's very Martian Manhunter. Yeah. You know, he's he's just a character I that I feel like... I think you said Marvin his, Martian I did Marvin, Marvin the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Uh, but what trademark uh, he's just a character that v- is kind of not super unique neither in powers nor personality a lot of the time you yeah. know what i mean like he's just he's just a, he's just kind of a robot you yep. know what i mean and so this comic book this comic book you know definitely alongside the mcu is something that'll make you be like oh he's actually like a, an interesting character that has conflicts yep. you know and so i 
really hadn't cared about reading anything, especially about vision before this. But this I, leave walking away from this book makes me want to read more. Even you yeah, know. definitely. I feel a lot of the same way about Wanda in WandaVision because you know, living with the comic books for so long, you already have the kind of mental impression on Wanda going into the MCU that, oh, she's just always unhinged. She's <laughs> always a problem. She's always, you know, not quite sane. She's the crazy lady that breaks the universe right, constantly. <laughs> several times. And so I feel like Wanda Vision as a whole kind of helped sustain a more uh, personable effect to her character mm-hmm. uh, going forward. Um, okay, well, I think... That's going to end this episode. Yeah. I want to uh, plan what our next couple of episodes are. Uh, next week's episode is going to be Demon Slayer. Okay. We're yeah. going to be talking about volume one. one and also a lot about the anime mm-hmm. of the, the 26 episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then you've also even read further than that. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm about I'm about finished with what has come out in English, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so. so we can talk a little bit about the future of that too yeah. um Not and then much. the episode after that is actually going to be the first episode we ever recorded which is thor uh god of thunder by jason aaron the god and, butcher and isad ribic yeah and it covers god butcher and god bomb um and so that'll be what a read. yeah the third week's episode and since we don't have any kind of message in that episode of what's coming the fourth week, let's go ahead and hint at that. It's going to be, uh, let me, Raiders. Go- yeah, it's going to be, let me Google it so Sorry, I can the get the names right around the corner. I can get the names right. Do you have the book physically somewhere? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Oh, well, there goes my phone. <laughs> there goes my hero. Okay. And then, um, after Thor, the next week's episode will be on Raiders written by Daniel Friedman and art by Crom. Um, it's published by Dark Horse. The only reason I know about this book's existence is because I've been following Crom on Instagram for yeah. This one was years. definitely an Ian recommendation. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to read. I mean, just looking at the you know the physical copy right now, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a very be a fun one. It's a very good looking book. Okay, um, what's our what's our sign off, Kenny? All right, so uh, all right, thank you all so much for listening. We will. Uh, We'll see you then, or we'll see you on another time. Should we say uh, thank you guys for listening? We will see you guys next week. Mm, how would we blend it together? Uh, we will. All right, see- can't wait to see you next week. We will see you now. Uh, come back next week. Come back next week. We will we'll see, see you then, then, or we will see you, see you on another time. <laughs> That's good. Okay. 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 Bye.